Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I spit it through the wire, man. Too much stuff on my heart right now, man. Welcome to the Destination Debbie Waiver Wire Show for Week 10. I am your host, Ike. Follow me on Twitter at just underscore Ico9. And I am one half of the Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast that drops every Thursday on the channel. So please be sure you check that out. Today, we're going to get through Week 10 pickups. But before we do that, we've got to recap Week 9. Injuries, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But first, injuries. The biggest one we got to talk about, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, Giants quarterback, Torres ACL, done for the season. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, that that's that that that's not good. That that Giants season is just spiraling out of control. One injury after the other. So much adversity. $160 million quarterback, man. Tearing his ACL. It, it's it, it's not ideal. Not ideal for the pass catchers, because you at least had a you know a glimmer of hope with pass catchers like Wandale Robinson and and, and Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton was playing a lot of snaps and getting some targets, but yeah, the Giants offense is headed. Nowhere and nowhere fast. Next, Jaron Hall, Vikings quarterback, left due to a concussion. He only threw six passes, but he was looking pretty good. Looking pretty good for the Vikings. Drove him right down the field, I think the first possession. And then I think he got down to the one or two yard line and then then got a, got a concussion. Joshua Dobbs took over. We'll definitely talk about him here, here in a little bit. But he has a concussion. Unfortunate to see. Jalen Hurts had a knee injury. Uh, he got hit by Micah Parsons close to the end of the first half in that game. Great game, by the way. Unfortunately, we lost, but got hit by Micah Parsons late in the second uh, second quarter. But he, you know, he walked it off and ended up playing the rest of the game. So they have a bye week, so he'll get an opportunity to rest, and he should be fine. Should be fine moving forward. Running backs Cam Akers unfortunately tore his left Achilles. So obviously done for the season, and he tore his right Achilles in 2021. So it's just it, it's just a string of bad luck for Cam Akers. He just can't get right. And I can't even imagine having a, another torn Achilles because I tore my Achilles. If I tore my left Achilles, I can't even imagine going through that same rehab once again. So you know, prayers up to Cam Akers. Hopefully he can bounce back. Man, that is that is tough, and that is not ideal, not ideal whatsoever. Christian Watson. Packers wide receiver has a chest back slash concussion type of situation going. He he only caught one pass for 37 yards, and that's when he got injured. He hit his head on the turf pretty hard, and it, it was just an, at an at an awkward angle. So 
Again, Christian Watson's bang, banged up. He just can't seem to get right this year. Had the hamstring injury going into the season. Missed a couple of games. Just starting to get back a little bit. But, man, uh, we'll we'll monitor his how he progresses through the week in practice. And then we'll briefly talk about that Packers wide receiver room here shortly. And then K.J. Osborne, wide receiver for the Vikings, had a concussion. A little bit of a scary scene at first, but he was able to get up and walk off on his own power to a cart. And so, But that's obviously a concussion, so he's probably not going to play next week, but we'll, we'll see how he progresses through the concussion protocol. And then lastly, we have Dallas Goddard, tight end for the Eagles. Fractured his forearm. He's going to miss at least four weeks. I think he's going to get placed on IR today. I'm recording this on a Monday evening, so I, I think he's going to get placed on IR. But in, in any event, he will miss at least four weeks. Now, briefly recapping some of the pickups from week nine. First, Will Levis came back down to earth. Only nine fancy points versus the Steelers. Didn't throw any touchdown passes. So, yeah, he looked looked very much like a rookie, but he he did some good things in that game. Did not, not so good things in that game. Did have a chance to, to to win the game late, but he threw an interception in the end zone. So Will Levis, I think better days are ahead. Just, just had a just ran into a little bit of a buzzsaw. At Pittsburgh, defense is a lot. You know, they they get a lot of pressure. T.J. Watt is, is is wrecking shop. So not not the best environment for Will Levis to be thrusted in on a short week. Mac Jones, he was the QB sixteen. We we wanted this matchup for him against the Commanders. Maybe if he had Kendrick Bourne, it might have been a different story. But QB 16 didn't kill you if you if you started him, but you would have definitely liked to see a lot more production out of him. And in that same game, Sam Howell, QB 10 again. So another top 10 QB week for Sam Howell. And, you know, five out of the last six games, he has 41 plus pass attempts. So they're just going to be throwing the ball over the yard and over the next four weeks. Going before their week 14 bye, they have a late bye this week, uh, this season. Late bye. But over the next four weeks, they got Seattle. Probably a lot of pass attempts. The Giants, maybe not as much because they're not as good or they're not going to be nearly as good. Cowboys, they're going to be trailing and they're going to be in a negative game script. So a lot of pass attempts on deck. And then Miami, a lot of pass attempts to keep up with that offense. And so there's going to be more opportunities for Sam Howell to continue to be a QB1 because he has been pretty stellar from a fantasy perspective. And then on the flip side, we have, we had Bryce Young. He was awful against the Colts. He was awful. Two pick sixes to the same player. That entire offense just wasn't good at all. They just, they didn't, they couldn't really get anything going. And so I think better days are ahead. I think, you know, they have a short week as well. They have the Bears. So maybe that could be a potential get right spot for that offense, but that remains to be seen. And then lastly, we had Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke for the Falcons. He was pretty good, had 268 yards passing, finishes a QB 13 on the week. And that was without his top target, Drake London. And so I think Tra- Taylor Heineke is, is he is, uh, you know, he's he's emerged as a, as a pretty decent streaming option, I think, for week 10. We'll probably go back to the well with him in week 10. Now, on the, onto the running backs, uh, Amari DiMercato didn't play. I know he recommended him. He was ruled out late in the week due to his toe injury. So Keontae Ingram subbed in and. Didn't do much of anything. It wasn't even going to be a good matchup anyways because they were playing Cleveland and Clayton Toon's first NFL start. So it wasn't going to be a, a great matchup either way. But um, on the other side, Devin Singletary for the Texans. 
played 75% of the snaps without Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce was ruled out uh, towards the end of the week. He didn't practice. I think he had an ankle injury, but 75% of the snaps. But unfortunately, didn't produce much. Only 13 carries for 26 yards. Two, two receptions, no yards. RB 37. Had an opportunity to fully take control of that backfield. And you, you would think with all the success that the Houston offense had, mostly because of C.J. Stroud throwing for nearly 500 yards and five touchdowns, you would think the running back would get a little something. But unfortunately, did not. Was not the case. So once Damian Pierce gets back, I'm sure that he will hopefully factor back in to that backfield. And then wide receivers, we had Demario Douglas for the Patriots. Ran the most routes, played the most snaps, had the most targets, but 5 for 55. Pretty decent game, had a carry as well. So he's the number one there in New England for whatever that's worth. And in that same game, though, better receiver, Jahan Dotson, who's, who's been coming on strong as of late. Last three games, eight targets, not 10 targets and eight targets. In the last two games, specifically, wide receiver nine overall, wide receiver seven overall in PPR. So he's starting to turn it up at the right time. I know last year he, he showed flashes of, you know, earning, earning some targets, had, had some, uh, ran pretty hot in the touchdown department. But I think his, his target share is, is, is going up, and it's, I think it's condensing a little bit. It's going to be him. It's going to be Terry McLaurin and a little bit of Logan Thomas. And, you know, obviously they did this without Curtis Samuel being in the lineup. He's injured due to that toe injury. I think he might miss another week or two because, again, toe injuries are tricky. So that that's a, that's another situation to monitor. But in any event, Jahan Dotson on his way, on his way. Jonathan Mingo for the Panthers, however, not quite on his way. Only one catch, five yards on four targets. Like I mentioned, the Panthers' offense was awful. Bryce Young was awful. I think better days are ahead. Hopefully they can, again, bounce back against the Bears. And then lastly, Jaden Reed for the Packers. Didn't get much run. Only three catches for 21 yards. I think he was third or fourth uh, in, in routes run. So that, that, that was pretty weird, especially coming off of a week where he, was, where he ran a route and on 88% of Jordan Love's dropbacks. So that, that's pretty strange. But with the injury to Christian Watson, I'm, I, I, conventional wisdom would suggest that he's going to be back running a lot of routes. And then lastly, tight ends. Trey McBride, woof, woof, 58 total yards for the Cardinals offense. I think that's a, a burn the tape game and we can, we can move on. <laughs> we can move on from that. Uh, I, th- I think he'll. I think he'll be fine. Kyler Murray is coming back. They have the Falcons at home, so I, I think that he'll. He'll. There'll be much, much better days for Trey McBride. And then a couple of weeks ago, we told you to pick up Taysom Hill because he was getting targets in the passing game. He had, you know, the pre the previous two games, he had 11 catches on 13 targets for 99 yards. Now he's getting more involved in the run game. He had 20 fantasy points this last week, even through a touchdown. 11 carries, 52 yards, and five targets. He's just doing it all. So I think he's an integral part of the offense, and they're just going to continue to deploy him how they're deploying him on a week-to-week basis. And he's firmly entrenched as a tight end one, as a tight end one, every single week based on how he's being used. That's, that's just the facts. Those are just the facts. Now, let's get into these pickups for week 10, starting with Josh Dobbs. 
He's less than 20% rostered. And he's actually the QB 10 on the week, on the on the season. The QB 10 overall. The QB 10 overall. He did a lot in the run game against the Falcons, seven for 66 and a touchdown. And the, the interesting thing about how much he balled is that he probably didn't know the, the names of the players he was actually throwing to. <laughs> he completed 20 passes, and then I don't even know he, if he knew the names of these guys. He was traded on Tuesday. He was just thrusted in there without any practice reps. And he went from one team the previous week, QB7 overall, and then to another team the following week, QB5 overall. I don't think we've ever seen that. That's some unicorn type stuff. We've never seen that. Like that's that, that means you're a baller, man. That means you're a baller. And you know, he's a good streaming option for week 10. And you can probably pick him up for some for, for some matchup matchup based plays. Justin Jefferson maybe maybe on his way back in a couple of weeks. That remains to be seen. So if he gets Justin Jefferson back, it, he becomes even more appealing as a streamer as a or as a potential spot start. So that's an, that's another you know, situation to, to to monitor because the Vikings are they I think they have a winning record now. So yeah, I think that's a another situation to monitor. And as I mentioned earlier, we're gonna go back to Taylor Heineke. He had a pretty good game. He's the starter again for, for week 10 against the Cardinals. Probably gonna be a lot of uh probably gonna be a lot of points scored in that game. So uh I, I think there's gonna be plenty of opportunities for these two offenses to show out. So Taylor Heineke should be a good option. And then also Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, look, back-to-back games of uh, multi- multiple touchdowns, good streaming option against t- uh, Tennessee in Week 10. And since the bye week, three straight quarterback one weeks, three straight QB one weeks. Yeah, the, the first game off of the bye was against the Lions, and they, they, they got blitzed. He was like in the QB 20 range. But since then, three straight QB one weeks. And he's got the weapons around him. So I think Baker Mayfield is is a definitely a good streaming option for Week Ten, and also another good streamer. Although he's widely widely rostered in a lot of leagues, although I did see him on a couple of waiver wires, but in any in any event, Geno Smith, Geno Smith, good another another streaming option for Week Ten. He's got Washington. They've been food all year. You know, last week against Mac Jones, they did a pretty decent job, but even he was the QB sixteen. Even he didn't tank you. And so a much better arsenal of weapons around him with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Geno Smith should probably finish as QB1. And if he doesn't, it'll be very, very disappointing. Now, on to running backs. Obviously, the one that's on the top of everyone's list, including mine, including mine, Keith Mitchell for the Ravens. Keith Mitchell for the Ravens. Now, he only plays 17% of the snaps. That's one thing we have to understand, and we need to you know, put in the context, didn't play a lot. However, he looked fantastic. His role could grow. He had nine carries for 138 yards and a touchdown. 132 of, the, of those yards came after contact. And that was evidence with his eight missed tackles forced. So this, the guy's a stud, you know, just continue to feed him the ball. Now, right now, as it stands, probably, it's probably a, a committee, a three-way committee three-headed monster so we just need to keep that in mind but right now he's a deeper league stash but he's he should have you know a wide range of availability so if you space on your bench if you're a a winning team if you're you know six and three five and four or seven and two yeah this would be a, a a good a good stash for you and then we have ty chandler for the vikings and 
only re- only recommending this guy because of the injury to Cam Akers. He would be the direct backup to Alexander Madison. And he was targeted a lot in best ball. He was targeted a lot in best ball because of a potential role that he can grow into. Maybe this is a chance now because at this point in the season, you want to take chances on players that are that could potentially break out or potentially have pretty decent weeks or have some spike weeks. So I think Ty Chandler can serve as a nice backup for Alexander Madison, who's been grossly inefficient most of the season. And then, you know, this guy, he has slipped under the 50% threshold in many, in all these uh, platforms. But Antonio Gibson, coming off of his best game of the season, the RB16, I'm still in on Gibson. I know I was off of him earlier, but I, the you know there's there's a there's a there's a pattern here. He's starting to he's starting to get better. Seventy six yards of total offense, you know, thirteen fantasy points. So his role is starting to grow a little bit. I think he can be one of those second half the, the players that that end up you know turning up in the second half. And so very encouraging what I saw from Antonio Gibson this past week. And then lastly, just one, just one stash, actually a couple stashes here, just Travion Williams for the Bengals. You know, you want, you want back, you know, backup running backs, especially if you have the space on your bench, you want backup running backs in high powered offenses. So Travion Williams fits that, fits that bill. And then obviously I mentioned Rico Dowdle numerous times over the last couple of weeks or, you know, over the last couple of weeks, Cowboys offense is starting to take off a little bit. So you want, you want a backup, a backup running back. Um, on that offense as well behind Tony Pollard. Now, on to wide receivers. We told you weeks ago to add Tank Dell, so we're not even going to we're not even going to recommend him because he should be already be on your rosters. But so we're going to go to Khalil Shakir in Buffalo. Now, again, this is the second straight week where he's gotten a lot of playing time, gotten a lot of targets, gotten a lot of usage. He is seemingly locked up that third wide receiver role in Buffalo. He ran 75% of the routes against the Bengals on Sunday night. Turn that into four catches, 57 yards. So again, third wide receiver role. They're trying to look for something consistent behind the Stephon Diggs. Now they have Dalton Kincaid, who's been turning up lately. Now they need that third receiver. Because Gabe Davis, while he's had some spike weeks, what did he do after having that eight or nine catch game against the Buccaneers on Thursday night? A big fat zero. So again, there's a lot of variance with Gabe Davis. I think a guy with Khalil, like like Khalil Shakir who runs out of the slot, going to be a little bit more stability and a safer floor. And then Green Bay wide receivers Jaden Reed and John uh, Dontavious Wicks, and this is primarily because of the injury to Christian Watson. Uh, Dontavious Wicks actually took over Christian Watson's role once he left. He had four targets, ran twenty three routes, so he's probably the guy that's going to replace Christian Watson. You know, one for one. And then obviously Jaden Reed, he's he's gonna his route participation is gonna go up, and we've seen him produce and score touchdowns earlier this season. Now a couple of uh, stashes, Jalen Tolbert, Jalen Tolbert, Cowboys wide receiver. He caught his first NFL touchdown, had three catches for 49 yards. Playing time is t- is going up since the bye week. We've seen a lot more Jalen Tolbert on the field, starting to eat into uh, you know some of Michael Gallup's playing time. That's you know again deeper league stash. Could potentially have his his role increase as the weeks go on. The next we have Alec Pierce for the Colts. Now this this is this is a a move just in case the injury to Josh Downs is serious, the knee injury. But you know his last game against the Panthers, 
he played the most snaps, ran the second most routes. Now, granted, he only got two targets, which, you know, that's probably the only thing that we could, that, that's the only drawback here, but he only got two targets. But again, he's going he's gonna to factor right in uh, if Josh Downs is forced to miss a lot of time. And then lastly, we've got Cedric Tillman. Cedric Tillman for the, for the Browns played 43 of 51 snaps. It's probably that outside X, outside Z receiver, uh, you know, aside from Mari Cooper, because we, you know, Elijah Moore plays the slot. He only had one catch for three yards, but it's about the opportunity here. And he's, he's basically playing the role that Donovan Peoples-Jones played. And he's much more athletic. And he was a better producer in college than Donovan Peoples-Jones. So Cedric Tillman should be a deep league stash. And lastly, go finish it out, as we always do, with tight ends, which, you know, I already mentioned Taysom Hill, already here to stay. But the, the, the main one I want to mention is Kate Otten. Kate Otten, less than 5% rostered across, across the platforms. He's coming off of a six-catch, 70-yard, two-touchdown game in that wild shootout, surprisingly wild shootout in Houston. Now, he was already seeing an elite snap share, at least 90% in all the games. Um, his, his, uh, his, his target rate is, is, is not great, but it's, it's okay. It's serviceable for a tight end, 14-ish percent. So that's around seventh among tight ends. But in week 10, it's got a good matchup versus Tennessee. As I mentioned with Baker Mayfield, good matchup versus Tennessee. Definitely attacked him um, up the seams. And then, you know, we talked about John New Smith uh, several weeks ago. But now, I mean, it's just, it seems like it's a running joke at this point, how often he continues to outproduce Kyle Pitts. This time he had five catches for 100 yards and a touchdown, and most of it came on that 60-yard touchdown. And when I, you know, clicked over to the NFL Red Zone, I thought that was Kyle Pitts running down the field, but no, it was John Smith. It was John Smith, and you know he's the only other tight end that has multiple games of 95 plus yards receiving, joining Travis Kelsey. So you know, it, if John Smith wasn't dropped whenever you picked him up initially, good good stuff for being patient. And I think he's going to be a an every week fantasy starter, especially with a new quarterback in there that can get more people involved in the offense. And then lastly, I got Luke Musgrave for the Packers, less than 20% rostered across all the major platforms, but he had a good game, had a good game against the Rams, career high, 51 yards, first NFL touchdown, playing time started to tick up, he battled injuries earlier in the season, but now he's healthy, now he's running more routes, and you know, he's, I, I think, I think he's trending upward, so I think Luke Musgrave, most certainly worth an add on the waiver wire. Now, Recapping these pickups, quarterbacks, Josh Dobbs, Taylor Heineke, Baker Mayfield, and Geno Smith is, you know, a streamer. He's, he's, he's already mostly rostered, but as a streamer, running backs, Keaton Mitchell, Ty Chandler, stash, Travion Williams, pickup Antonio Gibson, and also stash Rico Dowdle, wide receivers, Khalil Shakir, Jaden Reed, Dontavious Wicks, Dontavian Wicks, excuse me, Jalen Tolbert, Alec Pierce, and Cedric Tillman, and then tight ends, Kate Otten. Johnu Smith, and Luke Musgrave. All right, that's all I got for you guys. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Hopefully you turn those wires and pick these good dudes up because at this point, need dudes that can definitely break out for you because this is, it, it's, it's crunch time. It's crunch time. It's week 10. It's week 10. Got four, four solid teams on by. We got Philly. We got Miami. We got Kansas City. We got the Rams. So a lot of prominent players. So you know, hopefully you guys turn that wire and pick these dudes up. So good luck in week 10. I'll holla at y'all. Peace out.